Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Thanks for joining me today. I have Greg James. You are currently located in Los Angeles, but you're going to talk to me about all things tennis in Cambodia today. Yeah, I don't know where to start. I, I live in Santa Monica, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I'm a big player at the Santa Monica Tennis Center right here. And uh, basically, when I'm not in LA, I'm in Cambodia half the time, uh, Sam Reap. It's a little tiny tourist town, and it's one of the poorest actually, um, not happy to say that, but it's true. It's one of the poorest towns in Cambodia and tennis just seems like the last thing on the list mm. for anybody to, you know, try to get a program going or try to, you know, get anything, anything like tennis in that kind of heat. I don't know if you're familiar with Cambodia, but Southeast Asia heat is incredibly hot and humid and it makes Florida look like uh, <laughs> Santa Monica. But, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, so um, I started going to Cambodia 10 years ago just as a tourist, like kind of like backpackers back in the day. Okay. Uh, and I just fell in love with the people and, and uh, just the temples. It's amazing. If you ever have a chance to go to Angkor Wat, which that's where this town that I go to, Sam Reap, is located. And it's just incredible. And the people are amazing. So fell in love with the place, been going for years. And then about three years ago, uh, there was a Australian gentleman there trying to get the, working on the program and uh, working with these kids. And uh, there's basically no tennis courts in Sam Reap. There's no hard courts. So we were boiling these old courts off a hotel that had two crappy courts. But... Um, so that's kind of when I came into the picture when he was kind of working with these kids and basically they didn't have any shoes. They didn't have any rat. I mean, the rockets were just old kind of rockets that I almost played with in college, but not <laughs> pretty old. So, um, so I was just like, I, f I fell in love with the idea that these kids were even entertaining the idea of playing tennis in the heat. Mm -hmm. And to me, tennis has just been a big part of my life just as a appreciator of tennis and a fan and a fanatic and all that stuff. I love the game. I love the sport. So I was really connecting everything, trying to connect, uh, you know, the best I could trying to get them gear. I felt like nobody's mm -hmm. bringing them gear. Nobody yeah. cares about these kids that want to play tennis and they were pretty good. Yeah. Like, you know, they were like, they caught on quick. They would watch YouTube. And the problem was, you know, they, they didn't have, they didn't eat well. They didn't have good diets They're in Cambodia. So like a 13 year old kid uh, would look like, you know, 11 years old, 10 years old. So it was like the, it was really hard to believe the ages and things like that. Yeah. And they didn't have birth certificates. So when the ITF started getting into it and giving them like, you know, their, their, their numbers and everything, it was difficult because it's like they didn't have all the, um, anyway, that's, that's another story, but uh <laughs> Am I babbling too much? Am no, I not at all. I'm like, so, this is exciting. So yeah, I just got excited that I could be the guy from LA and then I got a hold of Don. Um, I just thought, eh, let me try Tennis Warehouse. I, I always order from them and I'm like, I don't know. This is probably a shot in the dark if, they, if we could ever get anything, uh, you know, reduced price or something. But Don was just amazing uh, to, to just like 
connect and help and donate and give us some good prices on rackets and donate rackets and shoes. Shoes are so, I mean, think about how much shoes cost, right? And for them to get those shoes, yeah, like that's insane. They treated them like, you wouldn't believe how much care they treated those shoes, you know? So, um, so getting them the goods, I would go over there. I'm basically the mule. I would pack up three bags and get on a plane and, (laughs) Nobody knew all the pain and struggling it was carrying on. <laughs> That's part of the workout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was crazy. But not only that, but Asia, if you've ever traveled, it's like they charge you for any bags that are like over 25 pounds or something. And it's like, these are 100 pound bags. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we had to like, get the airlines, please, it's for charity. And it was just tough because it was really expensive and I was putting on, yeah. Anyway, maybe that's not a funny story, but <laughs> getting, getting the gear over there and seeing their faces and, and having them actually earn some of the gear too, like, you know, stuff that you guys gave tennis warehouse mm-hmm. donated, they would have to earn it. So we thought that was really good too. And, you know, give them the essentials, but then earn the towels, earn the things by mm-hmm. playing and showing up and, you know, it, it incentives really are a good thing, I think for, uh, you know, for kids like that. So, for sure. and then the kids coming up, see the kids that are getting the goods, you know, they're like, Oh, if we keep playing there's something. Cause in Cambodia and Buddhist culture, uh, they don't see the future. They just see today. And that's kind of hard for our people in our Western mm-hmm. world yeah, and, uh, Eastern world. So, so yeah. So it's kind of like those kids see the future and those kids get, you know, things they'll get them and then they get to travel and have those experiences and, yeah. So that's how you have to do it. You have to show them. That's crazy. But I'm just kind of like rambling right now. Is there any <laughs> questions? Like, well, that's uh, okay. Uh, I love this idea of just kind of starting something in yeah. a different country. Um, so how did you even begin to organize and find coaches even or someone else that knew the sport and was as passionate as you to be there full time? Well, like, like I said, there was a guy from Australia. Um, he was kind of uh, a missionary type and he was from Tennis Australia. So he, he, he had a pretty good program going in terms of helping the Cambodians, knowing that hey, we can't always have the European or the American mm-hmm. Australian guy running it. They have to like, so he was pretty good at helping the, try to get them to coach themselves. Okay. So the the program, Tennis Cambodia, actually, it's based in Phnom Penh. Okay. But Sam Reap is like five hours north of there. So they don't get the benefits. Those kids have hard courts. They have all the coaches and everybody wants to live in the city. But where I'm at, nobody's like, gives them any attention. So the hard part is like training the Cambodians to coach their own. And that's kind of what the program Tennis Cambodia is really uh, getting more and more uh, into uh, helping get programs where the coaches actually go and learn. And and that way they take back what they've learned and help the kids. And then when the kids get older, like some are turning 18, they can't Mm -hmm. play juniors anymore. Then they, um, they start turning in the coaches too. Okay, great. that's what's happening right now. It's like, it's like history happening. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. So um, that's kind of what's going right now, trying to get the coaches to uh, be inspired enough to stick with it. And mm-hmm. if you understand third world mentality, this is all really, really hard to, to keep it going and, and have somebody funded and it's just money and time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like going to pay the coaches. They have to work. Like the parents are like, are you crazy? You're going to go play tennis and, who, 
you know, cause they should be out in the fields picking rice and like, yeah, that's what I actually wanted to ask you is like, what kind of families are these kids coming from? Are they big families? Are they kind of like going to school, working for the family? And well, then yeah, they're going to school, but they, um, you know, the, the families want them to drop out like after eighth grade. They're, mm. And uh, it, it's the girls actually that have the, the biggest um, pressure to, to leave uh, school and to start their own family. Yeah, probably. The, yeah. So the girls really have it really rough. Um, and they don't stay in school and they have to stay home and help. And it's just really horrible. So speaking of coaches, so I'd like to say, talk about, uh, he's coming on here. Uh, one of the coaches in Cambodia, the main coach in Sam Reap is his name is Som S O M and Som, uh, it's a, it's a really fascinating story. He used to be a monk. So he was a monk for many years. And then, uh, the Australian gentleman I told you about, he found him and he turned him into a coach. Um, so he became a tennis coach after he became a monk, um, by meeting this Australian guy who thought he had the right tools and, and everything. And he sure does. He's turned into be one of my best friends and he's the head coach in Sam Reap. Uh, and his, his name is Som and his English is not the greatest, but it, it I, maybe it's, um, I, I sure would love for you to ask him some questions and things. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Som. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good. How about you? Good, thank you. And um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, I'm late 15 minutes because <laughs> my internet is some problem. I can't connect too well to my computer with my phone. No worries. We're just glad to have you. So thanks for joining. Thank you so much. Yes. What's your name? I'm Michelle. Michelle. Nice yes. to meet you, Michelle. Nice to meet your, you as well. Your, your face is so beautiful and so, uh, so lovely. Oh, thank you. Yes. Good, yes. I, so I needed smile. that today. <laughs> <laughs> now, mm. I need to ask you, how did you get started with tennis? And when did you get started with tennis? Um, the before this, I started with tennis. Um, I am a tuk-tuk driver. Yes. And then um, uh, my boss, Scott, he's from uh, Australia. Yeah, he came and uh, hope the kid like the Greg, and then yeah, I know him on the way, and he uh, mentioned me to know tennis and uh, uh, come to learn and come to play something. Uh, and then after that, he asked me how about uh, my heart with tennis, and then I say, oh, I want to try more, and then because tennis is a good sport, I think uh, if I play more than more. Uh, Yes, uh, I spent spent my time to tennis so much, and then oh, I saw tennis is really good. <laughs> I I think so too. It's my favorite sport. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what do you love about being on the court, and what do you love about being able to teach other young players? Yes, like that. Go. Uh, I want to share tennis to the kids in my country because uh, this. Sport very very important and popular of the world, yes. And then so uh, so safe for play, uh, yes. Not too much dangerous. Like uh, example, uh, football, we kind of touch, we kind of yes, drop down too easy. But tennis is very good. And then when I see it to them, and then they can join catch ball and hold the racket, and then I look the first very very happy and so yes, so funny with the sport. I love that. So Michelle, uh, Sam goes into all the schools and tries to get the kids interested. So we take in many, te- you know, 
Tell, tell them what you do when you go into the schools, Sam. How do you introduce tennis to the kids when you go into the schools? Okay, thank you, Wong. Oh, I forget to say good morning to you. Good morning, Wong. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Good. Your face still looks so <laughs> handsome. <laughs> um, yes, Michael, um, now we have 25 schools. Um, oh. Yes, primary school. Um, and um, we have around 4,000 a month uh, the kid come to join with us and uh, we have a full step five five full step uh, coaching yeah uh, now um it's so hard and then uh, we can teach in the school because uh, you know in uh, Cambodia one class is the kid around uh, 55 to 60 yes uh, people the one class and we use mm-hmm. one hour for the one class and um the one coach is very hard. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> really of people. Hard. Yes, yes. Uh, and sometimes we not have enough racket and sometimes we not have enough ball. And then uh, some, yes, uh, space is very important because uh, in the school, like some schools, so small space for sport. Yes, we can uh, can move uh, too well. Yes. and But uh, we, we have the funny game like uh, with the ball, with the racket, so easy uh, to play, yes, not to uh, like so hard the techniques. Um, yes, only uh, sharing to uh, them know about tennis, yes, how to play tennis, yes, only. Uh, sorry, I think uh, you so hard to listen my English. My English is so bad. No, you're doing Just great. Just no already. You're doing great. Uh, thank you. Do you guys follow any professional tennis do you know um do you have any favorite pro players yes we we are uh, we uh follow them because uh, we need to know um like some new skill new techniques and yes we need to learn we need to learn every day and then uh, we follow the lesson we follow the rule of the igf yes also yes no, Sam just got back from Phnom Penh. He had a big coaching. Uh, how long were you in Phnom Penh and, uh, for your coaching? Not too much. I spent time in Phnom Penh. Yes, short, so short, and short time, but many time I used to learn in Phnom Penh. Yes, yeah. uh, like uh, uh, one week and then come back like two, two mm-hmm. or three day. I come to learn and come back. Yeah, yes, but uh, often I used to learn in Phnom Penh. Yeah, yes, yeah. And uh, there's a, there's a good coach there uh, that. Learn from a, a bunch of coaches there, right? There's a few coaches. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, Ricky, who runs Tennis Cambodia, and some other coaches with him. Yes, yeah. They come from other, like uh, USA, uh, ATP coach come to uh, take uh, the David Cup team. Mm. And then uh, they send me to learn with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And do you guys get to travel to compete and play tournaments? Um, I used not my only uh, Thailand uh, for me. Uh, Two girls got the opportunity to go to the Philippines, right? For the Asian. Uh... Um, yes, but the, my kid, uh, they traveling too much. <laughs> yes, around six uh, country. Uh, yeah, they mean uh, uh, Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines, Singapore, Sri Lanka. Wow. Um, yes, uh, Malaysia. That's awesome. Um, yes, I bring them, but uh, I. Doesn't play. Very cool. Yes, I not play. <laughs> what does a normal day of teaching on the court look like for you guys? What kind of drills are you teaching, or is it mostly technique? I uh, use techniques, 
um, this is uh, too hard to play because we learn too much and the tennis is so many skill yes yeah. <laughs> uh, yes so many skill and then um, for me is we um, we not put much so hard drill uh, yes drill um, because uh, tennis of the similar with kid never never uh, play never use to play and then we put a funny game like um, great when uh, when he came here and then he he shared the funny game and Yes, a lovely game only, and then make uh, make them come again. Mm-hmm. Yes, come again, come again, come again. Yes, yes. But um, we have schedule like uh, let's example two uh, two hour. We have uh, twenty minutes for funny game, uh, ten minutes before, and uh, ten minutes after the the three uh, the learn techniques. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, I can't say well about that. That's okay. Yeah. And do you guys work on conditioning and like run off the court and do stuff off the tennis court to be a better athlete? Yes, yes, we do that um, because uh, they need to work hard sometimes because uh, they has they have um, tournament and mm-hmm. like yes, like next week we have a junior tournament in Phnom Penh also, and then we need to uh, prepare. Um, our body and techniques yes, and practice. We need to practice more than more. Yes. Definitely. And what has been your favorite part of being a coach? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this word I, I can't understand. Well, can you example? Mm-hmm. What makes you so happy to be on the tennis court? Uh, yes, thank you. Now I understand it. <laughs> Sorry, my English. Don't be sorry. You're doing great. Yes, I happy with uh, the tennis when I saw uh, the tennis of the world is very important and then so popular, and then uh, the kid can come to join the play, and then they free to uh, traveling, traveling of the world. Yes, if if they have the fitness, then they can play. Yes. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> so um, she works for Tennis Warehouse. So this is oh. for Tennis Warehouse, and this is a podcast. You're 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 gonna. A lot of people are gonna hear you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, so me uh, to know her. Wow, amazing. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about how happy um, are the kids when they receive the donations from Tennis Warehouse? How happy are they to get the shoes, the rackets? I was telling Michelle a little bit earlier. How important? How happy? Yes, uh, Michelle, we have uh, we are very very happy with the tennis warehouse. Before we uh, get the gift from you too much, and then uh, his spring, uh, maybe uh, like six months or yes, around one year ago, right? Uh, yes, and then get very very happy, and we have the video and picture uh, from your gift too much, and then I can't. See send to you yes please yes yes i can send to you and then uh, we, we still happy with the uh, uh your gift like shoe or a cat string we still have now nice uh, yes, yes. <laughs> grip or close yeah, yeah. yes so this uh your tennis way how also uh <laughs> nice. take from a great yes yes uh we still have uh many head uh, headband a sweat band good uh, nice you're like yes, a professional. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Do you guys have a favorite racket brand like Yonex or Wilson or Babolat? Do you have a favorite? Mom likes Wilson. Yes, I. Me, t- me too. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. And every time I try to bring him a new racket, he's like, "No, I can't. I can't." <laughs> I get it. You can. Uh, like, he, he's very. Um, I, how do I say it? He wants the kids to have everything before him. Uh, he doesn't want to have anything before everybody. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, he's such a great great person to be a leader he's such a leader for these kids he's uh they all respect him and i just couldn't imagine a better guy than Sam to uh to be around these kids you know because they're so yeah nice that's so cool and then let me just talk a little bit more um thank you Sam, so much don't mean to step over you but um they work so hard in this heat i can't even tell you how hot it is and sometimes they get up early sometimes they play later in the day and, yes. uh, Thank you. Will. Right now they play on four courts. Uh, they're basically dirt, dirt courts, kind of. Mm. Yes. You know, they're not really clay, but they sometimes get labeled clay. But it's not really clay. It's just dirt, and you know, kind of mm-hmm. dirt. So, yes. but it's better than right. nothing. Um, so you get a lot of kids on the court. So Saul manages the four courts and the players, and you know, decides who's working on what, on what court. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's coming along. It's very, it's, it's a slow, you know, it's only been a few years, but uh, it's really uh, getting better and better. Um, but what would really help, which I'm on a mission to, is to find land and people that can help donate money to help us build a hard court or two. I'd love to have two, of course. I just, yeah. I would yes. just be happy to have one. And, the reason being, it would get used properly. It would get taken care of. And I know there's a lot of stories where pros have helped in third world countries where they were mismanaged or this or that. And it's like, I just I just know this is like the best scenario for a hard court because mm-hmm. every country and almost everybody except Sam Reap has a hard court for kids to practice on. So yes. it's really... Um, I, I'm really dedicated and looking for any angels out there that would be interested in helping invest into these kids having a hard court. Uh, because the big reason is if they get to travel or go play tournaments in Thailand or neighboring Asian countries, they're going to play on hard courts. And it's really hard to prep yes. on a, on a mm. dirt court for a fast, faster game. So uh, sometimes yes. I'll pay money for the hotel for them to go play you know, before the tournament, just so they could be on a hard court before mm-hmm. the tournament. So just to have one hard court, at least. That would be amazing. And we are going to make sure that we put your links and everything. So if someone out there is interested, they can contact us to contact you guys. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, uh, I was kind of looking for private investors, but I'm thinking that, you know, the GoFundMe would be a great idea. because mm-hmm. It's just all the pieces are there, the kids, the passion, the you know, you, you can see they want it. They're going to mm-hmm. show up and a hard court would just be like, wow, you know, that would just blow their mind that they could prepare for a tournament on, on a hard court. That would so be really cool. that's kind of like the next big, really big thing that um, would help a lot, you know, hard court with lights. And have there been any famous or professional Cambodian tennis players that have come out? Not, not really uh, famous Cambodian tennis Cambodia. players. Mm-hmm. They have a Davis Cup team out of Phnom Penh, but uh, you know they, they just don't have the the, the history and everything. Right. Yeah, but 
Katrina Adams uh, paid a visit uh, a couple of years ago. Well, I'm thinking, I know we work with some of the professional players on tour, and I know there's a bunch of ladies that are very involved at the WTA, and they usually, they can't go this year because I think they all got canceled, but they usually go over to Asia for the Asia Swing Mm-hmm. In in the fall winter kind of thing, and this would be right up their alley because they're super into working with kids and building the sport of tennis. Yeah, so it would be fun to see some sort of mission. I'm really really interested, or uh, my I, my heart is just there. My I'm just passionate about helping these kids, like yeah. be, uh, keep advancing, and uh, it really you know it like and, and if you ask if you're listening right now. I hope you are. It, you know what? What's this going to lead? It's like, well, it can lead to a lot of things. Like they can get like jobs in Singapore or get to go coach in like resorts and, you know, the Maldives. Who knows? Like mm-hmm. once they get to a point and they get their skills up there, it's like there's a lot of opportunities. And once that starts happening, that'll set a great example and inspire other youngsters too to, to play hard and see that there'll be a future after they're, you know, juniors, you know, like when they get older, they can have jobs and teach and that's that's where I'm hoping and wanting totally. to see the well, well and you mentioned that the mentality is so different than what we've grown up with in the states yeah. and uh are, are you guys planting ideas of you know playing college tennis getting recruited to play college tennis or is that a couple years away still you know like I said it's really hard just for the girls to finish school so yeah. it's really you're, you're, what you're struggling with is a lot of things like especially the family so you're not, you know, you're dealing with country farmer mm-hmm. type mentality. So it's, it's like, the only thing I can compare it to, I grew up in Ohio with the Amish and they okay. leave at eighth grade. And that's kind of where it stops here too. And it's like, it's the same type of thing. You got to come work on the farm and do that. So it's mm-hmm. like convincing the parents like, Hey, your kid's good enough that they, they can't see outside anything happening of just getting, you know, that rice crop done that, that year. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, no, actually, I don't. But <laughs> like, I'm trying to get there. You know, it's so different. We can get one kid to get through high school and be good enough and go on to get a scholarship in college. That would be incredible because mm-hmm. then we can come back and you know, I'm starting to cry right now. Cause no. See, well, no, I mean to see that happening it would be like wow to be a part of that from close to the beginning and then see that one girl who was good enough to go to America or even Australia or, you know, whatever, just, mm-hmm. just to get out and play tennis and come back and report and show video and they can watch videos. And, you know, with the internet, it's a powerful thing, good and bad in this place. In this way, it would be really good. And so it just takes that one, but um, it's really hard. Some really works hard, but to keep it going and keep everybody focused and distractions as normal teenagers, as you know, happens here. And, mm-hmm. you know, even Americans in tennis in general isn't really strong as it used to be and but Cambodia is just it's a, it's a struggle all the way around we just need a lot of support and mm-hmm. anybody out there that can help with the the court would help a lot just that one court be like field of dreams yeah thing where it's like magic happens and you get to play and you get to a level where you get to pre- play on that because you're going to be going to tournaments and you need to practice on yes. that court so you get the court time mm-hmm. if we only had one that's how it, you know it, it would some would would run that yeah that would be awesome yeah (laughs) i'd love to get them off dirt they have to be in dirt all the time and it's better than nothing but playing in dirt when you're living in dirt constantly is just not really exciting to show up to every day Mm -hmm. and uh i've always been a hardcore like 
enthusiast or believer that somebody that somebody can somebody out there can can see that this would be huge an advancement for uh, tennis in Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you guys have any stories of a player that maybe had a rough start but surprised you? a couple years in or, you know, like you thought, Oh, that person has no athletic skills and became super awesome. On the- yeah. <laughs> some, some. Did, you, did you hear what Michelle said? Was there, is there any kid who you thought, Oh, maybe they won't be good, but they became good. Like Jetra or, or, or somebody who became mm-hmm. very good. Who you're like, Oh, I didn't think they would be too good, but oh, now they're very good. They play a lot. Any girl or boy right now? Yes, we we have right now. Well, we have um, um, fifteen kids. Uh, this training very hard, and a single, and then they come training very hard and one, become very good. One player now that stands out, like not two. your favorite, but your favorite. <laughs> yeah, two two uh, two girl and um, two boy. We have uh, yes, very good, very good. Uh, much better. Much better than decade number one of the Cambodia under uh, 16 and under, um, yes, under 16 boy, under 16 girl. Yes, the much strong of the Cambodia. Nice. That's awesome. Yes. You guys will have to send me videos. I would love to see some of the videos also. Yes, I need to say uh, something. Um, He, great, he is right. Um, We have a Four court, we call a uh, class court, but uh, I think <laughs> not the same. Like uh, um, they not play the, around the not world. Not the French. I was no yes, yes. uh, So much dangerous. If the ball uh, drop here and bond there, and uh, drop there and bond here. Add bounce. Yes, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Builds uh, character. And <laughs> like sometime and drop down and not come up. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, but you start like you have to have fun with it, or you'll just get really frustrated. And when it hits the yes. line, it just skids, yeah. and you're just like, um, hit the line, you get a winner. <laughs> Do you guys yes. sweep the court and everything? Every every time, every time when uh, before we play and after we play, we uh, sweep the uh, court and yes, nice. and we we and really, water. We, yes, yes. If uh, raining this uh, in Cambodia wet season and rain one time, we, we need to wait one day also. Oh. Uh, well, Too right. yes. yeah, it's rainy season right now, so it really has it been rainy a lot. Yes, a lot uh, this this weekend, uh, this weekend, um, maybe two day two day ago not have, but uh, last weekend full week. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of rain they get. Yes, yeah. yes, that's crazy. Yeah, all the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and then even balls. How do you, because I know in the United States, we can only ship balls ground because of the pressure. So how do you deal with that? Do you guys Um, get tennis balls right now, right? (laughs) Need tennis balls. Yes. uh, hmm? Where do you get the balls now? Do you get them from Phnom Penh or? Yeah, now we get from uh, ITF. ITF, yes, ITF sent to Phnom Penh and Phnom Penh sent. But uh, this year we not have no nothing come to uh, uh, sponsor because uh, maybe I think coronavirus. I don't know, but uh, this we need uh, this this year no new ball, no uh, not uh, yes everything this hard. Yeah, this year has been rough. (laughs) Yeah, Um, if we need to uh, uh, red ball and. uh, 
orange ball is okay. very important for us uh, first because we have many kids in the school. Um, as thank you, Bongkret, uh, for sharing too well to her. And then my English is so bad. I think uh, because sometimes you speak uh, too fast together, and I. <gasps> <laughs> I speak too fast for Americans too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might be able to help you guys out with some red and orange balls because those are not pressurized. So right. maybe it's... we can help you out. Greg, when are you going to Cambodia next? As, as soon as it opens up, it just, mm-hmm. it's just the borders are closed all over Asia right now. So, uh, we're just kind of waiting. I got all these great gifts from or donation from Tennis Warehouse, which again, I on behalf of these kids, I'm so appreciative just mm-hmm. to their face. They look at me like I'm like I'm like, <laughs> like tennis god. I'm like, it, but it's like tennis warehouse. Like, all the credit. I'm just a mule. And uh, as soon as I can get on a plane, I'm going to take as much as I can over, or just ship as much. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So. Um, yeah, just have to wait. Even the mail's not open right now. So mm. like, hopefully I feel like it's going to be this fall, September, October sometime. I hope. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So yes. yeah, I'd love to add those balls to the, yeah. to the, to the delivery. That would be great. Cause that's what the little kids obviously start with. And, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm sure we, I'm, I will make it happen. We'll, we'll make that happen for sure. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you make the cord happen too? I know. I, well, like in the back of my head, I'm like, it's not that expensive, is it? No, it's just, it's just basically we got to get the land mm-hmm. and then we have to, uh, the concrete's very expensive, whether it's America or Cambodia, concrete's just expensive. And then I have a guy who did the USGA courts in Orlando mm-hmm. that I talked to, um, He'd come over and do the paint if we need to, or we can get somebody from Thailand, but I want a really good paint job. And Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like it's not really that much, but uh, you know, to us, it's, it's a lot. I mean, you know, just, um, just get a piece of land and the court. So it's not, it's really not that much to people that can afford it, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, like I'm, we're going to make this happen. I'm like, I'm not the one to turn down a challenge. I'll tell you what, if you ever came and visited, you'd you'd come back and go, okay, you'd be on the same page with me. Cause I get so, I get so passionate and crazy to be with you right now and to help be, you know, spread the word on behalf Mm -hmm. of these kids. They work so hard. They're so precious, you know, just, Oh, they appreciate every little thing, you know, a wristband, a pair That's of socks, cool. you give them socks. I, I brought socks one time and saw them had to make it a big deal and had a <laughs> presentation. They were getting socks yes. and bowing to me, right? So, remember I brought socks and yes. we made it a big deal. Like, yes. That, sorry, I, boy. Yes. Yeah, but I, I love the fact that I make it a lot of fun when I come. They they like seeing me because I make it fun. I'm mm-hmm. always yelling and screaming. I'm kind of the court jester, so to speak. But you know, um, I think it's really important for them to keep having fun when they when they see me. So that way, they start having. They can realize that they can have fun with it too, right? You mm-hmm. play hard, but you can still have fun. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, a hundred percent. You're all you're all business. It so. depends on the day. No. <laughs> uh-huh. I always just put the smile on. <laughs> yeah. But so, that um, is what is cool about our sport is in any language, in any country. Yeah. 
it transcends and yes. hitting a forehand is the same in California as it is in Cambodia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that is really cool. I can't wait to show you some videos and anybody yeah. that wants to see them, please feel free to contact us. Uh, we have, we're happy to share whatever. Yeah. And as I mentioned before we started recording, there will be a page on our website that's going to have all your guys' information, pictures, videos, if we can figure out how to put them on, <laughs> yeah. um, all kinds of things. So anyone listening or checking that out that wants to get involved can definitely do so. I keep having these pipe dreams of like post-COVID when we can travel, like I want to go check places out and I've actually never been to Asia, Cambodia. Ooh. I've been to Europe, but not not that part of the world. So it's all yeah. Well, I mean, list. you can you know you might want to get away from tennis when you come. I don't know how. I love know. tennis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you. I mean, yeah. So when you come, it can be more than just a trip for anybody mm -hmm. listening that wants to be a part of it. Also, and uh, you know they need help. So if you're interested in helping, we you know we can uh, turn it into like you know, a really fun time playing with the kids and being a part of the whole, just feeling like the whole energy of what's going on. And, uh, yeah, 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 we'd love for you to come and I'd love to show you around and you know what I mean? Like you'd be taken care of. So anyway, yeah. we got something to talk about off the air. <laughs> no, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, anything else? Let's see. Who's your favorite tennis player, Sam? Roger Federer? Um, yes, Roger Ferra, uh, Chukwik. Rafa! Yes, Rafa. Uh, Rafa. <laughs> yes, Rafa. <laughs> um, uh, Dominic Tim? Yes, yes, Dominic Tim. Uh, yes, and this is good. He's a hard I worker. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. And then, Greg, I actually had one more question for you. Where did your love for the sport start? Have you always been a tennis player? Yeah, not only. I, I started kind of late at 13. Like like I said, I grew up in Amish country, Ohio, where tennis was kind of like Cambodia. So it's very similar like that, where tennis wasn't even like on anybody's radar. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I just fell in love with it because I'm so competitive and it's like individual sport. And although I was into team sports too, but this is one where it's like, you're basically fighting yourself. You're playing yourself, battling yourself. And, you know, I needed all that focus and all the just you know like i just loved it everything about it well i'm i'm older too i'm in my 50s so also the timing of who was who was around during those mm -hmm. times it was before agassi actually and you know mm. all these legends in the, of the 80s that were coming out chris everett uh her dad was my coach in fort lauderdale my dad lived down there so nice. I, I was fortunate to go down there and then played in a small college in ohio heidelberg college which you know, probably anybody can play in those division three colleges, but it was great. It was, it was fun. And, um, I just, I love it. It's just so much fun. And mm -hmm. just, I was into the fashion part of it too. I would, you know, cut out, like I couldn't afford the real less shirts. So I cut out the less off the sweatbands and put them on my shirt. <laughs> I tried to spike out the other players back in the day. It, I just loved everything about it. Just, uh, it just gave me confidence and just everything was, Great traveling in college. It was so mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. So, nice. Uh, yeah. I just, just love it. I've always been a, just a fan of the, I'm just an enthusiast to be mm -hmm. honest with you. I'm not great anymore at my age, but I was, but I, I just still kept the love for it. I never got burned out enough, I guess, as a kid to fall, you know, and like a lot of those 
you you know you probably played pretty hard when you were young, Michelle. But a lot you see a lot of players just fall out and never go back to it. And, totally. But it's so cool to see that people that have a passion for the sport can stick through yeah. it. Stick with it, stick through it. It's part of your life. I didn't have rich parents or parents that even gave a crap about me playing. So it was like, you know, there was no pressure. And mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it when you don't have parents that are making you go out and play and trying to turn you into a winner and all that crap that comes with, you know, with it. It just burns people out too easy. And I didn't have all that. So I kept, I kept the love. Kept the love nice. Play with heart. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I can beat some. Can you? Beat you, Bong. You know it. Oh, no. We have some pretty good matches. We're always, we're always laughing and having fun when we play each other. That's awesome. Yeah, just because of the stuff we yell at each other. I thought about it. I taught him how to, you know, just talk trash. <laughs> yeah, talk trash talk on the court. So I'm, I'm kind of a even here in Santa Monica, everybody knows me. Like, better <laughs> John Neater. When I first came, he goes, oh, "There goes my business." But, but then it turned out it's like, you know, because I make it fun and and uh, yeah. So love it's, it. It's a great sport. Cool. Well, thanks you guys for taking the time to explain everything. And it sounds like such a fun setup. And yeah, I I can't, I can't tell if anybody's still listening, I can't tell you what a great place Sam Reap, Cambodia, where Angkor Wat, I can't believe people don't even know what Angkor Wat is. It's the largest temple in the world. And it's so amazing. It's not just one temple. There's just a bunch of them and they're it's, you know, a thousand years old and the history and the feeling and, oh, it's just, you have to see it before you die. It should be number one on your bucket list. Okay. And yes, true. Check out, check out Tennis Cambodia and Sam Reap and meet some and see some really great juniors that are working really hard. And uh, it's it's a great vacation if you're a tennis, I'll, I'll set you up. And there's a great restaurant that I have over there called Jomnan's Kitchen. So I set up a restaurant. Um, it's one of the top restaurants in town, nice. right? Tom? Yes. 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 You like right. Cambodian food? <laughs> By the way, Michelle, Cambodian food is amazing. You love it. So, what is Cambodian food? Just What is it? I mean, they just have all these different dishes, but, you know, made with beef and, and, uh, and uh, it's just like a mock. I can't even like explain you like the coconut and the mm. flavors that yes. they have. And it's not like Thailand where... I like Thai food. It's mm-hmm. spicy, but Cambodian food is not spicy, but it's spicy. Really, <laughs> it's not spicy in Cambodia, but it's delicious. Really good food. So we'll set you up when you come, Michelle. Nice. You'll get to play and just, you, you'll, you'll never want to go back. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, have we brought Psalm to the U.S.? Has he been able to travel? I, I, it's not easy to bring uh, no travel in, yeah. uh, over. It's, it's a, uh, tough with the visa but um i i think if we tried to do something where he was coming over on a special uh you know for a reason or something we could arrange it with the yeah that would be cool yeah we got to figure out how to get him bmp pariva <laughs> tournament yeah. indian wells <laughs> oh my gosh they would freak out that would just be crazy yeah <laughs> for him to be able to do that he would he would go yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> we're just ma- we're gonna make dreams come true all over. <laughs> That's oh, the goal wow. of this okay. podcast. I mean, that. don't push me on that <laughs> one. We're gonna hold her to that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love, like I said, I love a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with dream, you. I'm dream big. We're all about dreaming big. Me too, and that's why I think this course is gonna. I'm never gonna give up. It's like mm-hmm. it's it just has to happen. Just they, they deserve it. They deserve it, and nobody's really stepped up. And uh, do you have any friends that go over with you from California or the states? I feel like tennis players all around you would want to join. No, it's weird because people are just, it's too far and too mm-hmm. exotic and too crazy. They don't, they don't look at as Cambodia, like as a, a place on their, it's weird. It just yeah. doesn't register. I don't know why. Like for tennis players. Yeah, crazy. no, everyone wants to go to Europe or Australia. Yeah. yeah. Or if, they go, if they go over there, I just want to go to Thailand and go to Bali. Sorry, Bali. Bali. I want to go to Bali and hang out on the beach and surf, dude. I don't want to go to Sam Reap where there's no water around and it's hot and there's no You know what I mean? Like people aren't into like they're just into like pleasure, water, surf, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Thailand and Bali offers, but but a lot of people do the you know they do the Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam thing now. So Mm -hmm. it's like you can do like you know three, 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 whatever whatever time you have, you can just spread it out among mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. people do that. But like right now, everything's crazy and nobody's talking about traveling, but hopefully uh, next year, everything will be back to semi-normal, hopefully with mm-hmm. the vaccine yes. and everything where people can travel. We're hoping, I hope you and whoever's out there is passionate about. Definitely. Yeah. Once you come to Cambodia, you'll just, you'll just be like, you won't be able to <laughs> let it go. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Putting it, I'm taking notes. I've got Anchor Wat. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Anchor on Wat. my yes. list. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go look up some photos after we finish. And, yes. and I'll send you some video and photos also. Perfect. Send me some videos. I'm going to start telling my friends and people yeah. about the tennis court that we're going to build. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right, Tom? We want a tennis court. Hard court. Yes, we need to have court. Yes. How nice would that be? Huh? With lights, play at night too. Well, that would get yes. used all day. That would get used all day throughout the day and then into the night till midnight. That would be awesome. Yeah. It's like yes. it would never it would never not get used. <laughs> yes. Serious. It would just yeah. I love uh, it. Cool. Thank you guys so much for talking to me and telling me about all about Cambodia and the tennis. And yes, thank you. I appreciate uh, it. I'm yeah. excited to see you guys grow the program. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's with your help too, because the gear, let's face it, you know, it's gear is part of the, you know, it's part of the reason. It's an essential. It <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, Sam, I was telling them how they appreciate those shoes and they take care of their shoes and, they won't even wear the good shoes when they're practicing on the, they'll wear the old shoes until they're actually whole, like, till, you know, until their feet are coming out. Mm-hmm. They want to save their good shoes to the tournament. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so they're, they're really weird about that. And uh, maybe that's not weird. It's just, it's just called, you know. Value. Value, exactly. <laughs> Perspective, <laughs> yeah. Exactly all that, that we don't really have. That's, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I just can't thank Tennis Warehouse enough for uh, the contributions and Kimber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, got a great heart. And um, so this, uh, everything that you guys give gets over there as soon as, as soon as I can. And 
and uh, we'll send pictures and everything to show how appreciative they are. They're so appreciative. So it's something we, you know, we don't feel as much over here as over there for sure. Cause yeah. we take a lot of things for granted. But, yes. Yes. But even a shoestring doesn't go unnoticed. They think it's like <laughs> the littlest thing, you know? Yeah. Right? That's so. awesome. Yeah. No, we are happy to partner with you guys and help uh, however we can. So thank you. It's, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing ride, but thanks cool. again. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.